Coming to you live. Live. And podcasting around the globe. You're listening to the Deal Farm Podcast. Guaranteed to tickle your real estate loving ear holes. And now, here's your host, world-renowned TV heartthrob and investor extraordinaire, Ken Corsini. Hey, this is Ken Corsini with the Best Deal Ever Show. On today's episode, I am joined by Felipe Mejia. Felipe, how you doing, man? <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, thanks for having me, man. Super excited. Yeah, awesome. So you're actually right up the road for me, well, a couple hours, up in Nashville, right? That's right, buddy. Right up the road. About four or five hours, depending on how you drive. Oh, you're a slow driver, dude. That's three hours all day long. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Talking four or five hours. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's Well, you're south of Nashville, too, aren't you? What town are you actually in? So I actually live in a little town called Laverne, Tennessee. Uh, you know, I moved away from the boom of Nashville, man. Jeez, it's starting to become a tiny Atlanta, dude. The traffic's terrible. So I was like, nope, I'm moving out. Wow. So Laverne, yeah. is that next to Shirley? It's close to a city called Smyrna and Murfreesboro. You just missed that. Laverne and Shirley right next to each other. You're you're too young to get the Laverne and Shirley. No, dude. Is that terrible? Do I am I supposed oh, to miss that? No, oh, dude. You don't get you're starting to you're starting to interview younger and younger guys. Yeah, I'm starting to feel really old right now. <laughs> That's amazing. That's hilarious. Hey, That's so fun. tell us what you do in Laverne. What's your primary business model? Sure. So what I do, man, is I, I find these homes that have a three bedroom, one bath. That's how it's listed, like on the MLS or whatever, right? It's just three bedroom, one bath, fifteen or fourteen hundred square feet. So the reason I know what I, what I do and how I, the, the model that I've built basically is because I know my city so strong, I can tell what street a house is on and I know if I want to look at it or not. So if they're listing it like a three bedroom, one bath, I know there's not a true master. Mm-hmm. And then what I do is I know that it has a two car garage and a loft downstairs. So in my business, what I do is I add an extra bathroom to the loft downstairs create a true master, and then I add two bedrooms where the garages are. So I close out the garage, throw up some drywall, some sticks, some paint, and make, you know, some uh, two more two more rooms downstairs. So basically, I'm adding, you know, the whole upstairs, downstairs with a true master. In a, in a 30,000 foot view, that's what I do. Man, that's super specific. So you're just targeting these specific houses in this specific area, and you're just turning them into rentals. That's absolutely right. You know, I really wish I would meet the contractor or the builder who did this because no one's looking for these houses. And I hope the guys that are listening to your show aren't going to start competing with me. But, <laughs> you know, there's exactly no, they don't. They, there's no competition. Who's looking for a three bedroom, one bath, no true master, two car garage with a 15 by 20 loft downstairs? You know, it sounds like a whole bunch of waste of space. Sure, yeah, yeah. To me, I see gold. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm definitely going to, uh, to convert these into bedrooms. So are you doing this full, is this your full-time gig or do you have a job and you're doing this on the side? Yeah, man. So the Lord's really blessed me this year. Um, I've actually shut down my moving company at the end of this, at the end of this month. And I'm going to go into this full-time. Yep. This will be it. Wow. So you this did year. have a, you had a moving company. You were, this was sort of your side hustle. I'm building some wealth through these rentals, but they're creating enough cash flow for you now. Yep. And it, it inverted basically the cash flow. Well, basically my time per dollar is now switched over to, uh, you know, it, I'm more effective in the real estate versus in the moving company. So like in the moving company, I was making anywhere from, you know, 75 to hundred dollars an hour. And that's been more inverted with my rental properties. And I'm, I'm worth more, you yeah. know, doing this over here. Right, right, right. Yep. Unbelievable. Okay. So let's dive right in then. I'm assuming your, what's the, your best deal ever is one of these types of splits. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have a, a really sweet property that I took very recently. Um, the and I can get right into it. Let me know when you're ready, and we can we can knock it out. Talk about it. how'd you find the sucker? Awesome. So, like I said, the MLS man, I, and it's been sitting there for like 30, 40 days. Like, there's no one that is looking for these properties, and I, I literally, if I if I go right now on the website, I'll find you know three or four. And, and I can just bid on them. Yeah, there's no one looking for them. And what's really cool is I can underbid 20 grand and I still might get it because no one's buying it. What I mean, are you looking for a three bedroom? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> are you looking with a two car garage? <laughs> right, right, right. They're, they're, the agent's actually surprised. Wait, you actually want my house? Hold on a second. Wait, you, you made an offer? <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's great. Right. Yeah, so I'm picking them up for, so my bread and butter is 200 and I'll go up to 220. As the market's getting hotter, people are just starting to throw out some outrageous numbers. I've seen the same house for like 280, and I'm like, dude, I bought one five days ago for like 200. No one's gonna give you that. So I don't offer. I just wait for them to start dropping, and then you know I can make an offer. But I mean, I have a pick of the litter, so I don't. I'm not really out there competing with anybody. <laughs> what a great little niche you fell into. Okay, yeah. So this yeah. this specific deal, what did you end up buying it for off the MLS? Yeah. So the asking price was 220. Um, we offered 180, and we closed at 190. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Like I said, my bread and butter is 220 or was, yeah. 200 to 220 tops. Um, I would have gone up to 200. I hope he's not listening. Uh, but we came in at 190, uh, $2,000 in fees, like inspections, termites, you know, a bunch of the little, I, I throw in my contractors, my plumbers, you know, I throw in a bunch of guys to double check everything for me just cause yeah. I'm not, I don't do real estate sexy. I'm not like super crazy with it. You know, I, I have to know everything. I'm just that guy. That's like super anal. Most people will spend tops 500 bucks on an inspection. I'm doing like 1500 because I'm throwing my contractors in there. I'm throwing, you know, all these guys to make sure that I'm not, you know, walking into something that's going to really hurt me later. Sure. That's smart. Yeah. So yeah. you buy this thing for 190 and then Two. what sort of money do you put into it? Yeah. So I, 190 plus 2000 in fees and everything. So 192, gotcha. uh, we did just a typical loan, 20% down, 80% loan. Um, the moment we closed, uh, the equity in it was 27 grand just so because what it was worth. you a conventional loan on this? Yeah, just regular conventional loan and then get my money out later. And okay, conventional loan and then you put your, and you just put your own money into the repairs? Yeah, and then, yeah, we'll talk about that. I just basically put my money in and then I'll just get a line of credit in about a year once it seasons a little bit okay. and then refilter the money really. I got you. Cashflow pays for it anyway, so it's cool. Interesting. Okay, so then what did you do to the house? Right. So, um, and I want to be specific about this part as well. So we got about 27 grand in equity on the property based on its value right now. Okay. Plus, you know, we paid down the 20%. So I'll be able to get a line of credit, hopefully by the end of the year for about 35 grand on it, and then just recycle that money. Uh, we're going to put in about 15 to 18 grand into the property um, to build out the downstairs. Luckily, I know a lot of the contractors and I know a lot of the labor guys. So I'm saving a lot of money there. Basically, where most of my money goes to is uh, material. Uh, you know, I, and we'll talk about what, what my, um, you know, who I rent to, but basically I use my renters as my labor as well in from my other homes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. We'll talk about that. You're going to like, so that. how do you, what, so what exactly do you do to these, these specific houses to convert them? Sure. So what I'll do is, so the loft area downstairs that we talked a minute, uh, um, a minute ago, I add a bathroom in that loft. So I close out a certain amount of area. I'll have my plumber come in. Remember during inspection, I told you I have my guys come in. So my plumber during inspection will come in and draw where he needs the framer to put up, put up walls where he's going to bust out the concrete and uh, basically add a shower, a toilet, uh, and a place to wash your hands. Um, you know, we make a quick bathroom, uh, tile it up, and it's ready to rock and roll. So he'll tell me basically his price before I even purchase the house during inspection period. 
Okay. Yeah. So that's what I do to the loft area. Okay. Yeah. And that was like 15 by 20 typically. Okay. And then if you walk out of the loft, you're going to walk into a two car garage. Now the two car garage has two beams in the middle. That's holding up the structure of the house as well. And I actually use those beams to drywall around and I build two rooms. Does that kind of make sense visually? Can you totally. think of that? Yep. 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 So then I add a bath. So I split the um, two car garage into three spaces Two, or I'm sorry, four spaces, two bedrooms that are about 12 by tens, mm-hmm. a bathroom and a kitchen. Oh, dang. Wow. Yeah. So my plumber comes in and my electrician comes in and my framer come in during inspection. I pay them their day labor, their day labor rate, you know, just to come out and tell me what it's going to cost. And they basically draw it out and they talk to each other while they're there. Make yeah. sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, you've done enough of these two at this point. They probably, they don't even they come in. Half the time they're like, dude, just send me the money and I'm going to tell you what it is and I'm going to honor it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> And so to convert the loft and convert the two car garage into two room, basically a little apartment. Yep. That's running about 18 grand total. Uh, right about my last one was 20. So prices are going up, but I like to stay between the 15 and 20 mark. Okay. Yeah. And I'll tell you where, so I can, I can tell you. So since I, like you said, I've done this model a couple of times and what I like about it is the same guys that are doing my work are actually traveling professionals. And that's what I call them because they're not just construction guys. These are construction, they're blue collar traveling professionals, you could say. Basically, a construction company will pay Alejandro from Texas that knows how to drive a certain crane instead of training somebody here in Nashville. They'll bring them up, give them a living stipend, and say, hey, here's, you know, 1500 two grand, whatever, to live in Nashville. You have the same job. Half the time, they just leave their families back in their state and send the money back, but they need to find a place to stay whether it's an eight month, one year, one year and a half contract with the company, they rarely do they want to get an apartment. They just want to rent a room and keep the most of the stipend. So those are the same guys that I hired to do the labor in the house. So if they're in a different one of my houses, then they help me with the labor in this house. Okay. It sounds, I mean, for 15, 20 grand, that's still pretty good considering. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. It really is. So, so like in this particular house, you're, you start at 192, you put another, what, 20 in it? Yep, that's exactly right. Put another twenty thousand into it. Tops. Oh my. Yeah, this one was heavy. Let's say two twelve. All said and done. (laughs) And with conventional financing, twenty grand's out of pocket. And let's talk about your rent. Then you're renting the top and the bottom independently. Yeah, absolutely. So okay, so the mortgage comes out to about eleven hundred thirty-six dollars with this specific property that we're talking about. That's monthly taxes, insurance, you know, P and I, just everything. Um, And then we rent it out for about fourteen hundred dollars a month. The upstairs, room by room, we rent five hundred dollars each room upstairs, which is fifteen hundred. And then I do a hundred dollars that I just leave in the bank for cash reserves for anything that comes up. And honestly, I typically like to spend that every month, whether it's fifty bucks in changing out the lights, the filters, and you know, a cleaning crew or whatever, right? I like to put the money back into the property little by little. Um, really so we only cash- You're getting 1,500 though. Yeah, we're getting 1,500 up top. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in, my, in, my, in my spreadsheet though, for personal, just so visually, I just yeah. put 1,400 because I know 100 bucks sits in this little reserve uh, account on the side. So we cash flow maybe 300 bucks, 350 bucks on the yeah. top. Okay. And most investors stop there. They're like, okay, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollar investment, three, three, four hundred dollar cash flow, close to the one percent rule may or may not work. Sure. But you know, I don't. I wouldn't get out of bed for three hundred bucks a month. I don't. I don't know. I that, when when I was real when I was doing real estate when I was thinking about what I wanted to do, I was like, man, how do people live off this one percent? Like, I just 
I don't want to have a hundred houses to retire. I want 10, you know? Right. So then what I started, like I said, like with my model, you know, the downstairs, I build it out and we're renting, um, the loft, the true master for about $700. Okay. Yeah. So we rent the true, the true master downstairs with a private, private entrance and private bathroom for 700. Okay. And then we rent the two bedroom private kitchen and bath for about another $700 as well. Like the split two rooms in the garage. Gotcha. 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 Yep. And then there's and the they golden have a nugget separate entrance too, or it's kind of the, yep. the so they, <clears> so yep, they have their own entrance. There's, there's three entrances then. Yeah. So the cool thing about the downstairs is when, when I got my Mason guy in there building me the two walls, uh, where the garage is. Yeah. Um, I asked them to build me a 36 door. Gotcha. Yeah. That's right. Right. Where the thing is. Right. Yep. Yeah, man. I can build walls faster than our, uh, than our government. <laughs> no point. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, uh, I, I asked for a 36 inch door and, uh, that's it, man. They got their own private entrance as well. So I guess so, yeah. it is like three separate dwellings almost. So the guy in the master though, which kitchen does he use? So, uh, what I, what I do for him is where I have his master bathroom. I can also, it depends on what house it is, but this specific one, we didn't add a kitchen. So he can use the one that's in the middle where the garage is. So he can just walk out, use the kitchen there and all that fun stuff. But you got to remember, these are construction guys. Yeah. Rarely are they cooking. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. They get a little microwave or a little hot pot and they're good to go, man. That's it, man. They usually pick up like food on their way home. In Nashville, we have a whole lot of mom and pop shops and a ton of like little Mexican stores that do like, you know, food going out. Yep. Um, and, and they love it. Um, you know, one of the biggest questions that I get though, and I'm not, I hope I'm not jumping the gun here, but one of the biggest questions I get is, well, oh, you're feeding off the construction boom. You know what happened in 08, what's that going to happen to you? Right. So hope yeah. I'm not jumping the gun on a question, but I want to answer that because I know that's what your listeners are thinking. <laughs> and I'll never forget. My parents got divorced when I was 11. Um, and we had a house like the one I'm explaining to you. So you don't know this story. And I wanted to wait till we were recording. But my parents got divorced when I was 11 and my mom has one of these houses that I'm telling you about. Like that's where we grew up. Okay. Um, and when my dad left, just like probably a lot of people, so did the money. Yep. So the last 20, 30 grand that my mom had, she added bedrooms downstairs to supplement his income. Gotcha. Dad left, took his money. My mom, you know, rented the downstairs same way that I'm doing it now, but she only did one. And I'll I'll never forget the conversation that I had with her before starting this model or, or during, I had about two of these already. And I was asking, I was like, hey, mom, you know, uh, what'd you do in 2008, 2009? You know, what, what happened? And with, the, with, with a straight face, she looked at me and said, what happened in 08? And I was, I was like, the crash, mom, you know, the rental, the, 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 the game, man, it all went down. Um, and she didn't feel a bit of it. She said, if anything, she had more tenants that she knew what to do with because people were losing their home and oh, they needed sure. a place to stay. So oh, yeah. renting by the room made sense. Oh, dude, this model would crush in the downturn. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so my mom, my mom gave me a word of advice and this comes from, you know, someone that's not educated that my mom went to like third grade and just, she's at a huge cleaning company now. She's doing really good. Um, she said, Felipe, you know, if you want to get wealthy, get wealthy on what I call Walmart money. Don't get wealthy on, uh, you know, target and these, or even just, you know, the mall's money. And, and I was like, what do you mean by that? She goes, Felipe in a downturn, in an upturn, and it doesn't matter. Walmart has never closed the store. Yeah. And I was like, man, that makes sense. Like I get that. And she was like, provide that kind of value, you know, obviously more value than Walmart, but I get what she was saying. Yeah. Right. There's always going to be demand for a $500 bedroom. Always. 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 No matter what market you're in. So absolutely. You just happen to have plugged into a really cool niche with these, 
these temporary workers. But even if that went away, you would still be able to find roommates. There's cooks. There's people that are working at, uh, you know, hospitals. There's traveling nurses. There's, you know, people that are working, you know, in, uh, in restaurants. There's always going to be people that are going to, that are going to need, uh, like you said, five, $600 housing. Instead of, you know, if you're paying $2,000 in a loft downtown right now because, you know, the market's good, well, good for you. But I guarantee you, you're going to come crawling down the street when, you know, you know, it hits the fan. That's right. That's right. Because it is. It's going to happen. Eventually, 100%. Sure. What a great model. It's interesting. You've, you have carved out the perfect niche in your own backyard where you even know the how, like, you know, the streets, you know, the neighborhoods, you yep. do it all day long, you've plugged into, but I mean, folks, there's, there's a number of people that are doing, in fact, crap, I have a house right now where we rent it out by the bedroom. It's nothing super organized, but it's, we get way more rent by going by the bedroom. And there's a company out there right now called Pad Split. That's, uh, it's a startup out of Atlanta. And they're, they, they basically put some legality and some structure around it. Renting out by the bedroom, I'm telling you, man, it's a great business model. And how many houses do you have now? <laughs> you know, that's funny because it never correlates with how many tenants I have. So we have seven houses, okay. but we have, you know, like, Oh, what is that? Uh, six bedrooms. For, so seven times six. I mean, we have like 40 tenants, dude. It's, sure. it's insane. But yeah. Yeah. So people are like, how many, like 10 grand on like seven houses. Yeah. It's $1,400 per property. Do the math. I mean, yeah, I, I right. yeah, do the math. Uh, and, and that's, that, that's kind of where we're at, man. Now, now let me tell you some bad things about that because some of your listeners are like, Oh, that's all bread and butter. That sounds really good. Like that's all great. That's really hard to prove with the bank when getting another loan. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So there's a little bit of, of interesting concepts there because it's such a new, new model, but anything that's new, we're the pioneers and we have to figure it out. Yeah. So I had to find a bank that would allow me to be bankable with this model. And right. they took, they took a leap of faith on me and it works. Now they won't let me do anything but 20% down, but they know that after a year, I'm going to get a line of credit, get my money out. But after a year we've built trust and you know, that whole bit. So I tell people, don't just take no as an answer. Just ask why. Like, well, why not? Well, because of this. Okay, well, let's work on that. Let's figure that out. You know, don't just shy away because you get a no. Right. Uh, when I started this model, it was really hard to get bankable because I was renting by the room. Sure. And not a traditional, you know, I was, I was a square trying to get in a, in a Dude, in Same a thing with Airbnb. I mean, we've all got that problem now, the Airbnbs. And they don't want to exactly. get out of income because it's not just a, you know, conventional lease. That's exactly like you said, right. we're the entrepreneurs, man. We got to bust through and find a way to get these things done. <laughs> That's right. We got to grit through it every day. That's awesome. Felipe, man, this was a great one. Real, I mean, really good for, especially for somebody that's starting out, want to figure out how to ramp up their cash flow with just a handful of properties, man. This is the way to do it. Yep. Rent by the room. There's always going to be tenants, man. Don't, don't think that people are going to be shy to share a bathroom because we all did it in college, right? right. If, you, yeah. if, if, you, if you weren't in an apartment and you had a dorm like the rest of us, you had to share a bathroom. So don't, don't shy away from it. Don't think there's always going to be somebody that needs a dwelling. And if it's just a room for six months to a year, I mean, your cash flow is going to literally double to where you don't have to have a one year lease. That's right. If you can double your cash flow in six months, yep. then like you have six months to find someone else. And even if and you're I, using I, a bedroom here and a bedroom there, it's still cash flowing. I mean, some small amount doesn't of matter. It's a big deal. It's almost like a mini multifamily, really. That's exactly right. I literally have to lose 40% of my tenants before I'm uh, breaking even. Yeah. Like that's insane. It never happens. Such a good model. Felipe, man. Thanks so much for coming on, man. This is fantastic. Absolute pleasure to be here, buddy. Thanks All so right. much. Talk soon. Hey, Deal Farm listeners. If you haven't heard, I just recently released a book through Bigger Pockets Publishing called Profit Like the Pros. If you dig the best deal ever podcasts, you will definitely want to get your hands on this book. 
I take 25 stories from some of the top investors in the country and distill them down into 25 separate chapters that will not only entertain you, but educate and inspire you in all different facets of real estate investing. From wholesaling and flipping to self-storage, multifamily and commercial, we get into the details of short sales, subject twos, and even land flipping. And whether you're a brand new investor or you have years of experience under your belt, I promise you this book will engage you. If you would, take a minute, go to Amazon and order this book, Profit Like the Pros. And if you like it, please leave us a review. Thanks so much, folks, and I will see you on the next episode of The Deal Farm.